Hey guys, welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. We tackle the challenges of indie game development head on from the technical to the emotional and talk about the secrets to conquering self-doubt on your journey to crafting games that people will love. Subscribe so you never miss another episode. And if you haven't already, give us a rating and review so that this podcast gets shared with more people. We'd really, really appreciate it. Ready? Let's go. Welcome, guys. Today, I want to talk about how to actually finish your video game. I'm not a published indie developer yet. I'm not an expert in this field, but I can tell you with 100% confidence that I will finish the game that I'm working on now. There's not a doubt in my mind. And I'm confident enough in that statement that I went ahead and decided to make a podcast and a video about how to actually finish your game, even though it's something that I've never actually done yet. And that's not because I'm some jackass who's full of himself. It's honestly the opposite. It's because of my huge number of failures in the past. I have failed so many times at so many things that I've noticed patterns that emerge out of the ashes of all of these failed projects. So I just want to pass on what I've learned, and hopefully you'll find this helpful in your own game dev journey. Now, I know I'm not alone in not finishing my games. I'm willing to bet that some of you have a few unfinished projects of your own, but don't worry, that doesn't mean that you can't do it or even that you won't do it. I feel like this is a pretty common thing to do at the start of your game dev journey. I've quit many of my own projects over the last seven years that I've been in game development. I've also just witnessed countless YouTubers and content creators quit their projects as well. They all say, they all say when they quit, I'm definitely going to come back and finish this later, but most of them don't. They end up finding a new project and moving on to that one. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen someone hit pause on their development cycle and then return to it later on. I'm sure it happens, but I've never seen it. So what is it about game development? Why is it so hard to finish a video game? And I don't mean like from a programming perspective. I mean like why is it so easy to quit? On the surface, this sounds like an easy problem with a really easy solution. And here's my example of that. If you want to actually finish your game, then the only way to do that is not to quit. Just don't quit your game and you will finish your game eventually. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Seriously, though, if it were that easy, then all game developers would be finishing every project they started, and you probably wouldn't be here listening to this podcast. So I want to reassure you that if you have the drive to learn game development, then you have the drive to finish a game as well. I promise you that. You're not lazy. Motivation is not your problem. Something else is going on that's making you quit. So what is it? What makes quitting your game so easy and what makes finishing it so hard? So I want to talk about grand visions versus reality, okay? When I was taking my baby steps in game development and following my first couple of tutorials, I jumped into the game dev world headfirst, right? I, all my social media accounts were flooded with devlogs and other indie devs and their journeys. I was obsessed. And somehow, through that whole experience, I developed a vision of what I thought being a game developer was going to be like. And I like to use Thin Matrix as an example for this. He is an absolutely amazing game developer and his YouTube channel was my first, my very first introduction to devlogs. His videos are really, really chill with good, like just nice vibe music. He just gets things done from like 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. six days a week. And when he's not doing game dev in his home office, he's cooking like really healthy food, walking his dog or gardening on his balcony. 
I was so jealous of his life, and that's putting it mildly, okay? I wanted his daily routine so badly. My intro to game dev was not like what I saw in his videos, not even a little bit. He had peace and quiet, he had the whole day to program, I had a wife, two kids, a dog, two cats, constant commotion, maybe an hour each night after an exhausting day to get a little bit of game dev time in. My point is, I developed an idea in my mind of what it was going to be like to be a game developer. And whether I did it part-time or full-time didn't really matter. My expectations clashed really hard with my reality. And because of that, it made it feel like something was wrong. I didn't know what, something seemed off, like I wasn't doing it right. And this feeling affected my motivation and my willingness to put in time when I could be working on my games instead all because of this feeling that I was having. So what you might find is that finishing your game, it's not some grand thing where you take huge action and it gets done really, really fast. The people that actually finish their games are not the people with the most talent or the best skills. They're, they're the people who can tolerate all the boring stuff and come back each day to put more work in. That is the reality of game development. There are plenty of things that are not glamorous in this industry, and you have to be willing to do the stuff that you don't like or that you find boring or tedious in order to finish your game. So another reason that you might have trouble finishing your game is losing momentum, okay? I have had bursts of huge productivity, and I've had bursts of having almost no motivation where very little gets done for weeks or even months. It's gone back and forth many times over the last seven years. So what I can tell you from experience is that when you can ride a wave of momentum, it is like magic. You're just cranking stuff out. You're getting things done. It's pure happiness. It's pure bliss. It's amazing. There's no feeling quite like it. Your game gets created so fast when you're in this state. But when you're in a lull, maybe you haven't touched your project for a couple of weeks, it's when you're in that place, it's so easy to put it off even longer. It's the most annoying thing. But that's the funny thing about momentum. No matter which side it lands on, whether it's productivity or lack of progress, that motivation carries either way. If you have a streak going where you haven't missed a day in weeks, you will find a way to get your work done each day. Even if you have a tight schedule, and not a lot of free time, you're going to make it work. You'll make it happen because you don't want your streak to end. If you haven't worked at it in weeks or, or longer, even if you do have time to open up your engine and work on your game that day, it's really easy to just miss another day because what's the big deal? It's just one more day off, right? So I would suggest that you try giving yourself a visual reminder of your efforts. And you can do this easily by just putting an X on a calendar each day that you sit down and work on your game. And each time you do this very, very quickly, it adds up. You'll see the days adding up on your calendar and you'll want to continue making progress. Once you have a string of X's on your calendar, you might even notice that it becomes a habit to sit down and work each day. And when it's a habit, it takes a lot less effort. And when you're in that place, you're not going to want to miss a day and ruin this really awesome streak that you're on. And we want to keep this healthy, you know, taking mental health into account and all that stuff. So definitely you want to make sure that you're taking off some days here and there when you need them. I always plan to work on my game Monday to Friday. And if I slip and I miss a day, it's really okay. Every once in a while, I do need a day off. 
I often work on the weekend, but that's completely optional. I don't force myself to do it if I really just need some free time. But again, if you slip, you miss a day, it's okay. We all have bad days. My rule of thumb is never let it happen two days in a row. Just if it happens once, forget about it. It's done. Start fresh the next day. Okay, let's talk about wrong habits. And I, I want to say wrong because I don't want to talk about bad habits. Because if you're doing habits right, then good habits are actually really easy to create. It might be that bad habits are not your problem. Maybe you're trying to create the wrong habits. And I'll give you an example. I used to try to make a habit of working on my game for two hours a day. I had a full-time job and lots of responsibilities at home, but I was confident I could swing two hours a day. And this never lasted for long. I would go on little streaks where I managed to do it for a few days in a row, but it never lasted. And I think one of the main reasons is that I was trying to create the wrong habit. If you've read the book Atomic Habits, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. A habit should be something really small and really easy to accomplish. Instead of trying to make a habit out of working on my game for two hours a day, what would have been better would be to every night at 8 p.m., sit or whatever time, sit down at my desk, open up my computer, boot up Unity, and write one line of code, just one. That is something I can do every single day, no problem. Doesn't matter how busy I am. Obviously, you want to be doing more work than writing one line of code a day, right? But the habit you want to have should be very easy to accomplish. When you're sitting on the couch watching TV or, or whatever, you're relaxing, thinking about stopping what you're doing to get up and go work on your game, it's going to sound like the worst thing ever. Especially if you're kind of just relaxing or doing something enjoyable or playing games or whatever. But once you are in front of your computer and your engine is open and you've added one line of code, continuing for a little while longer is way easier at that point. You already did the thing that you didn't want to do, which was to get up and start coding. And now you're kind of into it and you want to continue. This is how I have always found it. If you want to establish good habits, don't try to force yourself to work on your game for like X number of hours a day. What you want to do instead is force yourself to work on your game for five minutes a day. And you can do anything for five minutes a day, but you're likely to continue for a whole lot longer than that because you already did the hard part. You're already on your computer. You're already in your office, wherever it is, you're already in work mode. You already did the thing. You switched tasks, you stopped relaxing, and now you're in front of your computer and you're doing work on your game. Now let's talk about not enough planning being done. Your needs and preferences are going to be unique to you, but with that being said, you are going to need some kind of plan, no matter what kind of person you are. You may not need a calendar of tasks filled out for the next like two years that will take you all the way to the end of your development cycle. For some people, that's crazy, but you need a direction to move towards. You need to know in what direction you're moving. When I was younger, I wanted to be a fiction writer. And in my early 20s, I actually did write an entire novel. It's actually monstrous, and it's like more than 700 pages or something like that. I had good daily habits. I worked on it a lot. But I never got it published, and that is because <laughs> I really, really, really hated planning. And what happened was I had this idea for a trilogy. I was going to write, and I had the very high-level idea of all three books plotted out in my mind. And so I, I just started writing. I told myself that good writers don't need to plan and they can just wing it and figure out the details along the way. And I finished book one of three. Book one ended on a cliffhanger and I literally at the time had no idea of how the characters would get out of the situation that they were in. And then it all, it kind of went downhill from there. 
I tried writing book two, but quickly realized that because of my lack of planning during my writing process of book one, I'd boxed myself into a tricky situation, and I literally couldn't think of a way to progress the story that I liked. I hit pause on the writing, days turned into weeks, then months, and then I just never went back to it, and now it will probably never get finished. So you need to do enough planning that you have a good gist of the beginning, middle, and end of your game. That way you'll always know what to work towards next. All right, and this one's really important. Let's talk about the emotional toll that making a game will take on you. Making a game is a really big technical feat, but it is also a wildly emotional experience. Games are really easy to criticize because everyone has different personal tastes and you can never, ever, ever make something that everybody likes. And because of that, you're going to find that you might sink dozens of hours into one single feature in your game only for someone to come along and criticize it or say that they didn't like it. And that can be seriously tough to deal with. It's not an easy thing to create something and spend months and months or even years of your life creating something to put it out there and then hear negative things about it. It's hard. And you have to be prepared for all of the emotions that you are going to experience while you work on your game. Some people are going to love your game and you'll ride that high for a little while, but then some people are going to hate it. And if you're like me, you'll experience a feeling of complete defeat and like all of your work is completely worthless, even if it's just like one person that really doesn't like it. You're going to have to deal with imposter syndrome. It's not fun feeling like you have no idea what you're doing and you are just in this position where you have to fake it till you make it. You are going to feel like that. Mine gets triggered really easily by reading random comments online on some of my videos and things like that. Someone will mention something in game development that I literally, I have no idea what the heck they're even talking about. Some high level programming thing that's way over my head, whatever. And then my brain chimes in and is like, you have no business making games when you can't even understand what these guys are talking about. You might have a fear of success. And so you'll be battling self-sabotage throughout the entire process. You also, on the flip side, might have a fear of failure. And so every single criticism you hear, it's going to feel like validation that you're not going to make it. No matter who you are, you are going to deal with overwhelming doubt and fears, and you need to prepare for that. And I actually, I really love what Eric Barone, the, the creator of Stardew Valley, had to say about this topic. Quote, unquote, it does help if you can absolutely convince yourself that you're destined for greatness. It's not even an ego thing. It's just a way to prevent doubt and insecurity from hindering you. That's all I got. If you love this episode and you haven't already left a rating and review, then please consider doing that now because it really helps the podcast grow and reach more awesome people like yourself. Thanks so much.